Yeah, I mean, we can't really do much because uh, and there's the bottle. I keep going. No, okay. Well, um, no intro because we're not live. We're um, remote, you know. I'm in Hawaii. Craig's Jonathan in Hawaii. Hawaii. Yeah. This is, uh, inside, this is an inside look to what my brain looks like. Mm-hmm. Well, <laughs> it's yeah, just a bunch yeah. of blur. Craig's lost a lot of people to... Uh, waivers and injuries so uh we'll go over yeah in the past two days i have in my <laughs> dynasty league six players lost in 36 hours <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah so craig if i'm correct podcast 155 it is number 155 yes we'll we'll start saying that you know keep track of it so uh 155 <laughs> september 2nd 2021 uh top shelf fantasy.com new website it's launched now New website. Our, it looks great. Yep, got all our articles up there. Not all of them, but a lot of them. We'll do some bull prediction articles as well. This is the bull prediction podcast. So uh, get ready. It's a lot of fun. Craig usually has a pretty good um, team pretty bull good. prediction. Pretty so I won't give team. that away. Actually, Craig, you haven't written out anything yet. So you know what's funny is <laughs> this is the one podcast you'd have my uh, bull prediction from last year. Just oh, yeah. all oh, sucked down yeah. into 30 seconds. What was it? It's like year? 10 it's... minutes later. It was the Bengals. It was the uh, it was the Bengals last year, and I crushed it. Crushed it. What was the one two years ago? The Dolphins. Oh, no. it was okay. No, it was, it was last opposite, year the right? Dolphins. And then, yeah, two years yeah. ago was Cincinnati. Yeah, Andy Dolan was the okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I the called Cincinnati when you had like 80%. Yeah. And then you hit the two of Fitz uh, swap. Yep. Swap. Because we had that, that last year. Yeah, that was this fun. year's another team, another yeah. new rookie quarterback. Oh. There you go. Ah, I, it's the, you, the Bears. Well, you know what? I can't wait. Oh, you I, gave it away. <laughs> <laughs> it was a guess. I mean, it's, it kind of makes sense. It's just coming full circle with. You know what it calls. is? Is I'm picking what's the funniest one to talk about, and I the Bears. I feel like are the funniest team to talk about right now. Oh, it's it's any team that has any dog on it. Craig's like he's gonna get he's gonna take it over. He sucks. He sucks. He couldn't two, take the Cowboys two two. to a successful anything. To a successful no, draw. No, it was very, very bad. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, we'll talk about Andy Dalton's shittiness. But we just had our um, listener league draft. The league got full. Um, a couple people really didn't good know. draft. Co- I mean, quite yeah. honestly, one of the better drafts. But I think like very competitive across the board. Every team looks like they got a shot. Nobody drafted like. And I looked at their team and I was like, that's a bum team. Everybody looks like they could probably win. So that I mean, should be competitive. And as it should be, big, you got big prize money on the line. Like not prize money, but you got big prizes. Oh, yeah. T. Higgins, T. Higgins signed jersey. jersey, some TSF swag, which is not cheap to come by. Limited edition. You have to pry the T. Higgins jersey from my fingers, yeah, though. Craig's gonna make sure we uh oh no, the prize has gone missing. <laughs> Help us find it. Just kidding, just kidding. I'll send and you as, something. Yeah. And as as always, we always say we have to reiterate we are not eligible to win the prize. If we come in first place, it's I guess it's just going to second. Congratulations, yeah. first. Tell that to to Craig's kung fu grip right now. Always <laughs> 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 no, is mine. Right. No. Uh, all right, but um, I do we, we, we want to go over the um, AAC I think we should do or? news first. News first. Okay, we'll, we'll go right yeah, into we'll that. News? So. Yeah. Cam Newton. <laughs> He's a bum. What about He's him? Done. Release <laughs> from the Patriots. Mac Jones is going to be the starter season or uh, start of the season game one. I mean, this is, a, I don't say it's a surprise, even to us as Patriots fans, that I would say follow the team a lot more closely than probably the nationwide followers. But Cam Newton being cut is, is an absolute uh, Blindside. I mean, probably not to him. I think he talked to Belichick. They probably had a pretty open discussion about it. But to, to the outside looking in, I think we all assumed like maybe it would be Mac, maybe it would be Cam, but they're both on the roster. And then all of a sudden, Cam's out of town. Brian Hoyer's on the practice squad. We're bringing in Gilbert Grape. 
Uh, Jared Stidham still friggin' like having surgery or something. So quarterback situation in Foxborough is questionable at best. I mean, Mac Jones was by far the better uh, pure quarterback in, in preseason. I would certainly say if it, you can't say that he didn't earn the job, he didn't put anything on the field that looks so badly that he shouldn't be out there. But I never in a million years, like you could, you could have bet me any amount of money. I would have said at least Cam Newton's on the roster. Oh, hundred percent. Um, the one thing that I will say is, you know, Cam Newton probably either asked to be traded or it was just a respect mutual thing that listen, Cam Newton's a starting quarterback in the NFL. If we're going to move forward, Mac Jones, we're not going to just hand it back over to Cam when Mac does bad. We're just going to continue to go with Mac. That's just going to be what's going to happen for the Patriots. Uh, and I think it was, you know, a little bit of a, a mutual respect in Belichick's part to get him to go to somewhere else. Um, and realistically, in, in my opinion, outside of being a Patriots fan, this helps every single position because I think that you now have a style that they want to work with. They have a run game that they know that they've already wanted to produce. And while Cam Newton may have been able to drive the run game a little bit further and maybe score a little bit more points earlier in the season, I think we see Damian Harris take big fantasy steps. You see even maybe Ramondre Stevenson get some goal line work. Um, who knows if he's going to be viable in fantasy football. Um, but you have crossing routes and Bourne and Aguilar and, um, you know, Jacoby Myers notably. And, you know, using both those tight ends for a rookie quarterback is always going to be something good. So in my mind, this is a huge step up for fantasy football. Yeah. yeah I, mean, I mean, like you said, the running backs, like your running backs get to be running backs for the first time in New England, like in, since, since Cam showed up. He's not stealing every touchdown on the goal line, so now you have that value. That's immense. Yeah, I mean, I'm, also the biggest thing is uh, Sonny Michelle being gone, of, of course. That was a positive for Damian Harris, and then a couple of days later, Cam's gone. So Paris goes from, you know, late-round guy that, that might get the two or three touchdowns to a guy that has the potential of being a top 15 back if he can get eight-plus rushing touchdowns a game, which – a game, yeah, a season, yeah, which, right. which I mean, Matt Jones is isn't going to be doing a Tom Brady QB sneak over the one. Like it's going to be, nope. and and Stevenson did show like he did well, but I mean, Craig's brought this up plenty of times. They re, they redshirt rookies a lot. They, they did it with James White. They did it with Damon Harris. They could do the same thing with Stevenson and just use uh, James White and JJ Taylor alongside Damon Harris for the entire this, season. And this goes all the way back to Shane Vereen, realistically, is it started with Danny Woodhead getting the role and then moving. Oh, and it was right. usually more the, re the receiving work. But as history has repeated itself, they registered a guy no matter what. Um, and they are going to um, I, I don't know what they do with the Rondé Stevenson, because I do know that they were talking about getting a power back in there, looking at Leonard Fournette in the offseason. Um, they even looked at one other big name guy. I can't remember. Um, maybe we looked at Jamal Williams for a bit. I think we wanted them to look at Jamal oh, Williams, was, was and that didn't. The uh, yeah. But either way, it, it that that's all good news, and I I think that's realistically uh, the lesser name I feel like we want to talk about in this one, which is I think Jameis Winston as as far as getting the name at starter. We haven't talked about that yet, and you want to talk about fantasy implications. I'm so happy I don't have to see Taysom Hill try and, you know, force the ball into situations that we don't want him to or run it when we want Alvin Kamara to run it. This is a prototypical pocket quarterback that while can run and is athletic is going to drive the ball downfield and is going to produce much better for fantasy. Yeah. And, and real quick, Craig, I think the person you were thinking of was Chris Carson. I just looked up the person the Patriots yes, are linked to. That's, I mean, that's what it was. Yep. Um, but yeah, no, hundred percent dead on with Jameis. I mean, this is a, a a a big breath of fresh air for anybody that had ownership of Saints wide receivers in fantasy and like a dynasty league already. Or if you did your draft early and you grab Marquez Callaway or anybody else for that matter, this is a plus across the board. Jameis Winston is one year removed from being a starter for Tampa Bay, where he threw thirty touchdowns. 40, 30? Mm -hmm. Yeah, 30 touchdowns. 30 for 30. 30, then, 30 yeah. Yeah. I was just going to leave out the picks, but either way, he catapulted <laughs> yeah, wide receivers into wide receiver one territory. That's what you want out of a court. I, I don't care if you throw a million picks as long as my wide receivers are there. I still don't necessarily right. want to own Jameis Winston, but 
alone every receiver and every pass catcher in that offense. And to boot, Taysom, uh, Taysom Hill, when he was in last year, Alvin Kamara did not produce the way that you wanted to see him produce. So if you're looking at, at the entire Saints offense from a fantasy perspective, this is, a, again, a benefit across the board, much like the Patriots. Oh, it's huge for Kamara. I mean, we saw his first two games with Taysom. It was the Latavius Murray show. I know Kamara eventually got a role with Taysom, but it was still scary to see that that when he started, Kamara was kind of like not relevant for two weeks. But now with Jameis, it's going to be completely Kamara, and that's it. Like I, Latavius, as a sleeper, probably regret that now because I thought Taysom was the starter. They 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 lean on the run more, which now I think it's Kamara. Latavius with the yeah. same roles before, and there's Chuck it downfield. Deontay Harris is a speedster. Draco Smith, Callaway, like think, he's all the weapons in the world. And I think it was a, a point understated um, by both of you with Marquez Callaway. And it's going to be, I think, Tom Sleeper uh, of the year, if I'm not mistaken. He chose it him, is, yeah. and he is going to nail it. It, it. it doesn't matter what happens with Traquan Smith. It doesn't happen with Michael Thomas. Marquez Callaway is going to act like Bashard Perryman did when he was over with with Tampa and and Jameis was there. It's going to happen. It's going to work. The guy's going to get somewhere close to eight to 10 touchdowns and the guy might get around 800,000 yards like there's and it may sound like, oh, there's this low level receiver. It doesn't matter what I think the talent is. The fit is what's going to work the best with Callaway and he's going so late in rounds. It's even, he's even bumped up maybe two rounds and it's still too late. And I think that's something, if you haven't drafted yet, make sure you have that guy on your radar and draft him early and don't be afraid to. He's, he's realistically a wide receiver one that's going in the 13th round. Yeah. Like at least the first quarterback who loves to chuck it. (laughs) Yeah. Like, that's pretty much the best. I mean, we, we've already seen it in the preseason. Those two big touchdowns just to Callaway, like dead yeah, on. He's got good hands. And, and James is throwing good balls. He probably learned something from Drew Brees over the last right. year. Exactly. There's no doubt in my mind the guy has learned something. I really hope he puts it together on the field. Yeah. Speaking of putting things together on the field, do you think the Dolphins really go and get Deshaun Watson? I just think that I any don't. competent GM is putting out feelers like to see what like just to see what the the market is because i mean i mean i know the dolphins are the number one that are linked to them they're the ones that are like rumored to be in discussion but if you're an nfl gm and you have a shot to get uh, like an absolutely generational talent i know i'm trying i'm just trying to set aside the legal stuff and if he plays and when he's on the field he's one of if not the best quarterback in the league like he has taken a garbage Texans team to multiple wins. They should never even have even been in the game during. If the Dolphins could add that to their team and you have a deep ball threat and you re- uh, reassemble the combination of Will Fuller and Deshaun Watson, like the, the Dolphins are probably the favorites to win the East. Uh, yeah, I think with the weapons that they have, they could do that. Um you know, it, it, it's just interesting. Year, it's just their offense sucks. Right, and their defense, and they add Will Fuller, um, someone Deshaun Watson's actually used to throwing to. Uh, if that is something that they do, you're right. Uh, I think the Bills are, you know, far and away best in the East, but um, yeah, it's an absolute, it's an absolute improvement. It's it's a huge tell of what I think Tua is capable of, and I think that he's at a ceiling, and I think that they've all noticed it. Um, I don't really see too much, you know, more to dive into it. But if it does happen, you're right. This is this changes the entire landscape for the Dolphins fantasy, you know, players. Every yeah. single person would get a bump. Every single player. I mean, it's it, it's just. I know it's a GM that wants it. I know Flores said he doesn't want it. Um, Coach again, has to like, say that. Like, yeah, he's got to say that. But I mean, there was a thing too that that Deshaun Watson turned down going to the Eagles already. Yeah. Because he's picking, you know, he's a trade clause. So there's already packaged for him to go to the Eagles and he's already turned it down. I'm, I think I'm he, interested. He wants to play for the Dolphins. I'm interested to know the details of like if it's just that he wants what to play was. for the Dolphins. Yeah. Or if it's like he hates Houston. He absolutely hates the ownership in Houston. And it could have been that the Eagles were like, oh, yeah, we're going to send back like three first round picks. And he looked at the deal and it's like, nah. 
Like that makes them too good. Like offer them a friggin' pack of gum and tell them to move yeah. on with their lives. You know what I mean? Like he could, he's at the point where he's like, I will sit on the sideline and I will go to practice and I will throw to high schoolers on the side. I don't even need your professional athletes. I'll do my own thing. And I will collect my billions of dollars for five years. Yeah. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, it, it's, it comes down to, is a team willing to trade for a guy with all this legal stuff going on, which right. I think it's, it's, it's very, very risky to do so. It is it's right now. wildly irresponsible to do, to do anything yeah. with the, the fact Watson that right multiple now. NFL teams are even having these discussions makes me think that they've done some sort of due diligence that we're not privy to though. Or he's just that good where it's like, it's worth us trading this. Right. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. But if it does, it's, helps our franchise they even know like but okay it, so he's gonna be suspended for a year okay cool <laughs> fine we'll play we'll play jalen hurts or Tua for a year yeah. fine. We'll, we'll tank for a year and get another first round pick and yeah. i have to pay the salary because he never dressed up uh speaking of paying for people that aren't playing travis Etienne. we <laughs> haven't really talked too much about i think uh, the implications and injuries that have just recently happened. I know that ETN is the big one. A lot of the world has already heard about it, but um, fantasy implications, I think it's pretty qu- quick and clear to say James Robinson takes a massive bump, puts himself back into mid RB2 category. Um, I don't think you guys have anything um, to say minus that. Um, but the biggest one I think that we should probably hit on is the JK Dobbins one that I know that we haven't talked about. Say, I was just going to say Carlos Hyde as well. I mean, Big bump oh, him. that's a good point. Carlos Hyde, he can definitely yeah, receive the he ball. He becomes probably the right around Alexander Madison, Tony Pollard handcuff. Is, is Dario um, Gubanwale still there? See, I don't know. I was thinking that the other day. <laughs> I I, I want to say no because I think I saw him. I mean, he has to be, right? Because they can't just have two running backs. I would tell you right now. Like, I know that they have Raquel Armistead anymore, so they no, have, and they oh, the, and they got rid of oh, Zigbo. Zigbo's gone. They do have yeah. Dario Gunbowale. Okay, so the receiving They're back golden. there is still going to be someone that I think you can look at in fantasy because I know that that even last year there was you know Ogunbowale was someone that was used in certain circumstances, and they are going to play down. That's what the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do. So if it's Hyder, it's uh, uh, you know Dare, it's it's going to be something to look at just to pay attention to. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I, there, the, there's also still a dude Johnson out there. I, I, I think if he's not signed by now, I don't know if he'll be signed. But he's a pass catching back. That's that is out there. Yeah, yeah. That, that, I that, think that it, they could look at. But. I think with two weeks going into the season, I think there's still a better chance than there was in previous seasons. Now that there's no fourth preseason game, but mm-hmm. if it doesn't happen in the next few days, realistically, the guy's not going to get enough time to be a week one player. Yeah. Um, so J.K. Dobbins, that's, you know, I think the one um, that a lot of people are, are thinking about right now. Uh, there's still a lot of question marks at who's going to be the second running back behind Gus Edwards. Tyson Williams is a guy that's being thrown out there. Justice Hill is someone that's already been someone um, we know about. Um, but Gus Edwards, let's think about it. Who are we looking at? Oh, no. Are we going to look at the injury? Yeah. Oh, I mean, we're so hard to watch. We're, 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 oh. we're talking about it. Right, well. When I saw it, I immediately go, Willis McGahee, here we go. Look at that knee when it popped back. Oh, brutal. Yeah, it's brutal. Yeah, it, was, it was tough to watch. We didn't even have the actual answer on what his condition was when we were drafting the night that it happened. And we saw the injury and knew no one's drafting it. Well, it happened what? Uh, and we also said everybody shut up. Literally, we were like, everybody shut up. If you didn't see this, we want you to draft him. Like, we were trying to screw some people over in our league. But, no, I mean, Gus Edwards, like, immediate fill-in, like, no doubt. I think we're all on the same page. And then I think it's Tyson Williams behind him. Um, Justice Hill, he's been there for a while, but it just seems like the Ravens don't want to commit to him. He's Tyson a, Williams is the one who got the huge pump as soon as Dobbins went down. So, I look yeah. at him. I mean, Justice Hill is what he is. He's a pass catching back, which for Baltimore doesn't exist too much. Um, I think they were leaning on J.K. Dobbins a lot, but with him out, I think they're going to be a lot of the same as the last couple years. They don't. You think about the style. You know, you have Andrews closer to the line. You have Lamar Jackson. That's more apt to run. It's not often that they're getting passing work to their running backs. 
And realistically, Tyson Williams is a better inside the tackles kind of guy. You saw in preseason, there's a reason why that they're talking about it as the RB2 right now. He was a good running back in preseason. Yeah. I think, yeah, if you're in a league, he's probably worth, well, at this point, if you're the Gus Edwards owner, he's worth like a, a stash as a handcuff because God, God forbid Gus Edwards goes down. Well, let's not forget, this team will not just run one running back. They wanted three last year. They went down to two. There's the world that Todd Gurley still gets the call. They've already had him in for visit earlier on in the year. Like we talked about with Duke Johnson. I am very intrigued to see what happens in the next few days. Um, But right now the money is on Tyson Williams. Um, But and, And at the end of the point, J.K. Dobbins was in for a huge year, in my opinion. So I think Gus Edwards, who's already been, you know, uh, known to be a good running back in that system is really going to go over the top. If he stays healthy, he's going to be a steal um, in drafts. People are still going to be drafting him too low. JK Dobbins was going in the second round, wherever you get Gus Edwards now is going to be a good value. Um, and if, if you're a team that has them, keep them. If you're a team that doesn't good luck trying to get them. Yep. Yeah. You're probably not going to get them. <laughs> Irv Smith. Likely out for the season, had meniscus surgery um, out four to five months. That's a big blow to anyone that's already drafted him. Um, Tyler Conklin is the next guy up. Realistically, this sets up. Who do you think it is? It could be Chris Herndon. Oh, right. They did trade for Chris Herndon. So they traded, uh, I forget what they traded him for, I guess, six rounder. That could be a fourth or something like that. But um, I think with that trade, I don't, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put anyone as a tight end to own there. Um, I probably still would put Conklin, but either one, I, I wouldn't draft or start week one. Where I think no, I, Irv, Irv Smith yeah. is a guy you you you, you were kind of picking the the last round and be like, all right, this guy could be a breakout. Which, I mean, the, the three guys we talked about: Etienne, Dobbins, and Irv Smith. Three of our breakouts gone. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Not good. Hope hopefully some year we won't have that uh, situation. TSF first, man. Uh, let's not talk about the next one then. Who's also uh, one of our? What was he a sleeper for you, Dows? Uh, I think he was a bounce back player. T.Y. Bounce Holden. back. Good luck yeah. bounce no, back. Yeah, no. Last he, games, but he was sleeper. Oh, was he? Yeah. T.Y. Hilton set to miss yeah. the first three weeks. Not That's good. Rough. Very not good. But again, if it's only three weeks good i know the gm came out he said it's not serious it's it was a, a minor procedure so oh this house somehow got on the on the wrong line but um yeah <laughs> no worries um but yeah not a major procedure if he's back in three weeks good but that's i think it's a bump for everybody else and specifically zach pascal who has been there for it seems like forever and he just like he waits for somebody to get hurt and he shows up and he plays and, he, and he's pretty good like every Pittman year. gets a bump paris campbell gets a bump paris campbell struggled with injuries but if he stays healthy it's a bump but Zach Pascal, I mean, that's a guy to look at if you're absolutely scraping the bottom of the barrel. You already drafted. You had T.Y. Hilton. You know, you need a fill-in. Take the guy that's going to actually play while he's down, especially if you have an IR slacks. I think Hilton's going to IR, isn't he? Yeah, so he's the uh, – yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's on IR. And, and to be honest, this is the story I've seen. This is, you know, the song that never ends. It's a story that never ends with T.Y. Hilton. And I don't know how much life he has left. He just he had signed to what a, a one year deal or two year deal just this past off season. Um, I I pray for the guy to get through it. To be honest with you, I like him. I've liked him for a long time. Anyone that's played fantasy football has had him on one of their teams at some point. Um, but I'm I don't know if I, I I personally don't know if I want to have him and start him off like this already. Yeah, I mean, neck I mean, a, a neck injury is nothing to you know. Shrug off, no pun intended, because he can't shrug his shoulders anymore. But yeah, I mean, I, well, I was gonna say that too. Like, we have no idea what it is. All I heard was disc in his neck. Okay, yeah, I mean, he's if it's a bulging weeks, disc. It, it could be that's, that's nothing. That's like that's a that's a minor arthroscopic surgery where you do a little bit of pressure relief. You're on your way. If it was like a ruptured disc, the guy he never plays football again. I mean, that was like what uh, eventually ended Peyton Manning's career. You know, uh, a bursa sack in his neck. So. Good right. luck, dude. Bad news. In the next few, we can probably go a little bit quicker on Royce Freeman claimed by the Panthers. So Bob what? Royce Freeman. Um, yeah, it went from Denver to the Panthers. I still think Chuba Hubbard's the backup there. Uh, Falcons yeah. claim Wayne Gallman. Uh, 
nice, nice way to put that. Uh, they cut Quadri Allison. Um, it was a little bit of a shock today, in my in my opinion. Um, I would have, I I would have thought that they would have kept with the guy that they had on the roster for three years. But Wayne Gallman did prove well uh, when he was playing over for the what was it the um, geez who do they who was it Giants. Seattle last year was Wayne Gallman Giants. Giants, but through the preseason this year, oh, it was San Francisco Forty Nine ers He actually did do a pretty decent job. Um, he's yeah, a journeyman. Surprised they cut him. Like uh, surprise cuts all over the place. So, um, you know, that's that's a guy to note because realistically, Mike Davis is the only one there, or you know, Cordell Patterson. If 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 you think that he can, you know, yeah, do anything at running back as a backup, but he's legit know, a wide receiver. <laughs> yeah. Um, say is it, it might it might bode well for any Mike Davis owners like maybe Falcons are just so confident and I'm like oh yeah we'll use these guys a three down back it will bode well for like the first three weeks while you get huge production and then it will be uh, terrible when he's hurt because he can't handle that workload yep yeah it's it's just a mystery to me um Michael Thomas officially put on the pup list and to pup to start the season. I believe someone has a bull prediction here about Michael Thomas. Uh, we can read into that a little bit later. Uh, and then Xavier Jones is, you know, ending his season with an Achilles injury. Um, that's why he was cut. Um, there's a, I, I guess we don't know a season ending, but Achilles surgery is what he's having. And that doesn't yeah, like, it sounds down. to he miss a good amount of time. Yeah, because I know when uh, Cam Akers went down with the same thing, and his was probably a month ago at this point. They're like, yeah, he could maybe make it back for the Super Bowl, and that's like <laughs> an aggressive 17. timeline. <laughs> yeah, like an aggressive. Well, he timeline. had he had a ruptured Achilles. Like that's that's a done yeah. done thing. Xavier Jones, done. if they had two people rupture their Achilles, which is also a freak accident in itself, <laughs> in and one month. backfield, <laughs> it's one would almost question the training staff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Sean McVay not a great history with uh, running backs and getting them hurt tragically. Todd Gurley's knees. Shout out. Oh geez, no. There's a pattern. Full prediction. Full prediction. Todd McVay turns into a sociopath murderer and kills all his running backs. It's probably better than our all of our other ones. So, uh, do you want to go over the bull predictions? Let's do it. We'll do Go bolds. Or, all right. through Tom's real quick. Let's do one, two, three. Sure. All right. Tom has Russell Wilson is the league MVP and sits atop the quarterbacks as QB one. Bold. Very bold. And it is like bold it. because for 5,500 yards. So I guess he has to stand by his own stats. Yeah. Russell Wilson has been trying to catch that MVP title for like four years in a row. Now, has he still never received a vote? I know that was the talk of the town last year. I don't know if he received any last year. I don't think he did. I mean, I honestly don't he know. He had to. Have. He he did, but he had to have at least gotten a vote because his beginning part of the year was crazy good. He was like running away with it after week six, I think. It looked like, yeah, um, I think that's why everyone started talking about the fact he had no votes before, and now all of a sudden, um, I I, I don't yeah, know how quickly you're gonna one. find that, but. Anyway, the next one, Michael Thomas. This is what we were talking about. Michael Thomas, <laughs> he says, does not play a snap in 2021. Um, oh, it's a two-parter. And Marquise Callaway is a low-end wide receiver, high-end wide receiver two. Uh, low-end wide receiver one. I think I missed that part. Um, and and honestly, I could agree with that. If Michael Thomas isn't playing all year, I would expect Marquise Callaway to fit with Jameis Winston. I don't know what those heights I think that's a bold. It's a bold prediction. It's bold, but it's it, it again. There's a world that that could happen. Absolutely, it's not something we've never seen. I mean, as far as the uh, Michael Thomas doesn't play. I mean, that's the AJ Green special. So that part, hundred percent, I'm locked in for that. He's it's also got his own Madonna issues. Special. He's. I was gonna say he's also got his own issues with the Saints going on. So there's a lot of moving pieces there that could could result in that happening. Seems a little Odell Beckham. I see a little high, but without Michael Thomas there, it's certainly within the realm of possibility. So um, somebody's going to catch the ball, and he's got Jameis Winston slinging the ball to him. Also, Russell Wilson did not receive any MVP votes last year, so he has never received an MVP vote. That's sad. Yep. 
What's the uh, third prediction he's got here? Um, Saquon Barkley makes us wish we ranked him as a top three back because he'll finish as one or two behind CMC. I mean, if the guy stays healthy all year, I can absolutely yeah, see it. Absolutely. But that's, again, we haven't seen it in since right. his rookie season. And that's he, why we talked about already confirmed at week one, right? No. No. Oh, no. He's still, not confirmed. Still, he's still a question mark. I actually yeah, saw today he's confirmed. trending towards playing. Towards playing, yeah. Yeah, he's got uh, in the second round last night. Whew. I would almost honestly rather see him sit just, just to be safe. Well, he I takes think, contact in practice. He took hits on Thursday's practice. Joe I judges think the, the Giants are going to do what they need to do. Like, like they're not going to go out there and put him out there just because. I re- I really think they're going to do their due diligence with his injury because it, he, it's they have a lot rested. Literally, just reading that report, but he's taking hits in fucking practice. Joe Judge is a fucking idiot. He's got Daniel Jones getting fights at the bottom of the goddamn pile, and he's got Saquon Barkley with yeah. a knee taking hits in practice. I got a few issues with the way he's running his ship over there. Do you hear after uh, the fight practice too? There was the defensive player. Um, I forget his name. He was he was a secondary. He actually used to play for the Patriots. Um, who was saying that? He was like, I don't really care. It's football, and I'm going to fight someone and protect my guy if, if an offensive line is going to shove someone in the middle of a pile. Um, he, I did he's hear that he's one of the Rutgers guys. Uh, but... Was it Logan Ryan? Yes, it was Logan Ryan. Was it? For, yeah, um... I forget. Is he in the Giants? He is, yeah. right? Yeah, that's right. He's not. Yeah, I forget about that. We're going to pretend like it's true. <laughs> Logan Ryan, it was Logan as Ryan. we all knew. <laughs> Stab a guy in the fight. <laughs> All right, so we'll just go back and forth with us, um, us three. But my first one, I love Jamal. Jamal Williams finishes above DeAndre Swift in fantasy points this season. It is very bold. I mean, I don't have him ranked like that at all. I have DeAndre Swift well above <laughs> Jamal, but I view Jamal as as a not even a handcuff. I still, I do think he has a lot of standalone value this season. I mean, Anthony Lynn. We've seen with the Chargers in the last couple of years, he uses two backs and he wants to. And if he's going to use Jamal Williams like he's used used Austin Eckler with Melvin Gordon back in the Chargers, that's huge for him. The biggest thing, I think, is DeAndre Swift, if he doesn't play week one, will we'll really have an idea of, of how they're going to use Jamal. If Jamal gets 15 carries in week one and, and snags four to five catches, and does well with it. Swift comes back week two. Like it, it, there, there's no doubt in my mind that they, they won't continue to use Jamal. It's going to come down to the touchdowns. Who's going to trust by the goal line? And I do think it's Jamal. I, I, I think Jamal's showed that is in his career too. Um, again, it's bold. I, I don't have it ranked like that. But there's a world I do think that Jamal finishes over gender Swift, especially with Swift's um, health concerns. Yeah, if Swift is banged up and Jamal Williams can catch passes and, passes and score on the goal line, well within the realm of possibility, especially for a, it's a bold one. All right, I'm moving on. Mine is a uh, stealing Toms from last year. I think this year is even easier to get an extra game. I have all three Cowboys wide receivers going for over 1,000 yards. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Michael Gallup. I mean, they were close to doing it last year with freaking Andy Dalton and uh, Ben Gilbert and uh, – no, sorry, Ben DiNucci and Gilbert Grape. Good cover, Grape. <laughs> and uh, if, if Dak plays a full 16, 17 games, actually, this – I mean, this should be freaking cake. I, we, were, we were screaming, arguing at each other uh, with each other after the Red Dog draft about this. Maybe I was just screaming, hard to say. But, um, like, like, no, it's going to go to, like, the tight end, and then maybe, like, Amari's going to have, you know, 1,500 yards, and then – uh, like CD has 1500. I'm like, okay, so that's 3000. I have Dak easily going for five. So, what are we, what are we talking about here? I got 2000 more yards to go. I think Michael Gallup can grab a thousand of them. Like, I think it should be freaking cake. Yeah, that's I mean, right. I, I, it's I not really, it's like that's very probable. If there's one team to do it, I think it's that. Yeah, I mean, I think you could see multiple teams do it this season. Like, I, I could put out the Bucks, I could put out the Bengals that have a shot of doing that. Yeah, but there, if there's a team I bet on. It's probably the Cowboys. I mean, bad defense, so they're going to be throwing a lot more than the Bucks will be uh, throwing. 
Yeah, that's well, that's what I was thinking too. I mean, their their defense still looks poor. All right, Craig, on to yours. Let's hear let's hear it. I'm gonna go get it. All right. Well, I'm gonna do two quick ones before I because we all have three and I think we have the time for it. I'll keep it short because my third one's gonna be pretty long. This year's James Robinson is drum roll. James Robinson again. And I think it's because James Robinson is being drafted late. What do you know? And he's going to end up being an RB1. Travis Etienne's gone. I think everyone improves. James Robinson is this year's James Robinson. It's not going to be someone else. James Robinson. I mean, te- like technically, James Robinson last year was an undrafted guy in fantasy. He got picked up. So I think at the end of the day, you're, you're saying he's being drafted as... as being drafted right know. now as an RB3. Yeah, and you're saying he's finished as a, as a top 12. Yes. Yeah, that's a bold prediction. It can happen. Yeah. It's, do I believe it? I mean, it happened you know, last year. <laughs> it happened last year. Um, that's besides the point. You can go back over to you, Scotty. All right. Yeah. Um, this is going fast. So I've been saying this for because well, I have a long one later. Oh, season. So <laughs> I'll I'll stick with it, even though I'm not sure I believe it too much. Um, Marvin Jones will lead the Jags in. Uh, fantasy points, uh, Jags receivers. So he'll outscore DJ Chark, uh, Chanel. And who else is there that they just signed? Uh, um, Tyron like Johnson. Fucking matters. Yeah. Tyron Johnson. Um, so Not Colin Johnson. I, I was more into this when ETN was there because I said ETN is going to fill, you know, that slot role to give LaVishka not enough space to, you know, succeed. But with Etienne gone, LaVisca's that slot guy. So I think LaVisca might beat him. But with Marvin Jones going so, so late in drafts, even a draft last night, undrafted. Um, again, I, I've been trapping Marvin Jones the entire offseason. So biggest point, new coaching, security blanket for a rookie QB. Love me some Marvin Jones. Why does he wear 17 last season? I'm not sure if he'll finish that high, but he'll finish above Shark and Chanel. Or I'll shotgun a beer on that island over there. Standard bet. Yeah. You can, find, you can like, find it. Is that the Galapagos Islands? That, the, um, it, it, it's a, yeah, the yep, Jalapagos. One of the many. The Jalapagos. The Jalapagos Archipelago. Um, all right, my next bold prediction is that Terrace Marshall, wide receiver, Panthers, is the offensive rookie of the year at the end of the season. I've been on this since before the guy got drafted. Washington LSU, I think I've been saying for a long time that I think his best comp in the NFL is Justin Jefferson, which might be a little bold after the year Jefferson just put up. But if I expect him to be the offensive rookie of the year, he pretty much has to put up that season. So Terrace Marshall, for him to do that, needs to really dominate the position from day one which I really, really liked his odds of as soon as he got drafted by the Panthers when I thought that Teddy Bridgewater or, you know, any number of other guys are going to be throwing to him. Now, all of a sudden, it's Sam Darnold. That, I don't want to say it hurts because Sam Darnold is probably just as competent as Teddy Bridgewater, but he's two or three seasons removed from looking like he can actually do it on the field. So maybe him getting back with Robbie Anderson, having DJ Moore there benefits Terrace Marshall. Maybe it doesn't. In any case, that's why it's a bold prediction. Hopefully it happens. Don't put money on it. I already have money on it. <laughs> uh, my uh, second bold prediction is that the Houston Tuck Texans running back group, not a single one of them will put up a RB4 performance in season long. I think Mark Ingram, David Johnson, Philip Lindsay, and Rex Burkhead all finish outside of RB40, you know, 50 RB 50, I believe is, is what the RB four line is. I don't think even there's a chance 48 at those 36, 12, 48. You yeah. got it. Um, I don't even think this is, there's a, there's actually a strong chance that the best running back on that team's not even on that team yet. I just, I just think that there's something wrong and to stay away entirely from the Houston Texans depth chart. If you have to play one, well, I would rather play a single other running back on the waiver wire. I would play any handcuff, I think, before. Like, if I had to play one, I'd play Phil Lindsay, I think. Um, 
right now it's Mark Ingram, RB1, then David Johnson, then Phil Lindsay, then Rex Burkhead. And I right now think... And I can't believe none of them got cut. I, I think we I think zero of them the hit zero of them hit 500 rushing yards. Zero of them hit 200 receiving yards. So oh, pretty much in, like the Bengals offense from last year. Yeah. So in the league that me and Tom are in, um, I think David Johnson and Lindsay got drafted. David Johnson's already been cut. And I'm like, oh shit, David Johnson's been cut. I'm like. Yep, still, still, still on him. I'm cutting so, him in a league so, tonight. Yeah, Ingram, Johnson, <laughs> Burkhead are cut. I think Lindsay's still out there on someone's team, but at, at, at that point, get get a handcuff that might hit. That's my number two. I Back like to you. A lot. To me? All right. Back yeah, to you uh, in the weather beach. Um, I don't know what I was doing there, but uh, Derek Henry will rush for over 2,000 yards once again. It's bold because it it's just never doesn't happened. happen. <laughs> it's well, it's before. never it's never happened that someone's done it twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, not much to say. They're a massive running team. I think Julio Jones does help him. You know, you, you got to cover both Brown and Julio in the field as long as both are are healthy. You can't stack the box again. So. I do think Henry is in line to do so, especially with this one more game. I know it's very hard to do, but he'll at least um, lead the league in rushing. But I do want to add one bowl prediction that I didn't put in, but I do think Corey Davis will have 10-plus touchdowns this season and finish as a top 15 wide receiver. Fair. Wow. With, uh, That's Zach bold. Wilson. That's I think fair. he's being that is a lot. That's all right. Um, oh, yeah, it is very gold. I don't have him ranked like that at all. But, Dows, you're uh, <laughs> what's your last one? My last one. I don't think it's that bold compared to the others, but the Patriots make it back to the playoffs under rookie Mac Jones's leadership. After missing last year, it's going to take a little bit. Steph Gilmore is down for six weeks, maybe more, being on IR. Yeah. So, defense isn't maybe what it was last year as well. So, there's a lot, a lot of moving pieces that don't necessarily directly apply to Mac Jones, but I think the reason it still counts as bold is that you still have the Bills to go through. The Dolphins aren't the joke they once were. The Jets always give the Pats trouble, so it's not like they're in an easy division where they're going to rack up, you know, six to eight wins easily, or sorry, like four to six wins easily. But they also aren't playing the easiest schedule in the world, even with the uh, the easier not first place schedule that we're supposed to have this year. So all of that combined. Mac Jones still overcomes it. Looks like a great quarterback. I was I wanted to do a personal one about Mac Jones, but I couldn't figure out where to rank him. I don't really think he's a top like 10 or 12 quarterback, no matter what. I just don't think that's what the offense is going to look like for the Patriots. But I think he helps us win games. And that's why I did a full Patriots thing. What about rookie of the year? I just think if it's going to go to a quarterback, it's going to be Trevor Lawrence. But I think what if Mac Jones takes into the playoffs? Lawrence yeah. won't. Lawrence won't. I mean, the Jags aren't going to the playoffs, right? I just think that if he has, if Trevor Lawrence has like a halfway decent season and like Justin Fields doesn't take the Bears to the playoffs on a monster year or something like that after he takes over, something like something in that arena, like Mac Jones would have to win a Super Bowl and be the MVP of the Super Bowl in order to win season long MVP. Mm-hmm. Whereas Trevor Lawrence could throw for like 4,500 yards and like 27 touchdowns. And I think the media and everybody else in the league just wants to give it to him. So he, we can start talking about how Trevor Lawrence is the next coming of Jesus Christ. To be honest, this is a world where none of those guys get offensive rookie of the year. Like, yeah. Cause Terrace a- Marshall's getting it. Right? I just, <laughs> I just talked about it. True. I just don't know how I feel about year one for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, the guy's great, but I mean, what are you, what are you going to do? Um, it, this, every, everything's new. Yeah, Urban. Just throw it in Trevor, Trevor Etienne. Travis Etienne. Oh, yeah. wait. Oh, I wait. mean, Najee Harris could win it for all we know. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I know who won't win it. Um, and that is going to be for the team that I'm talking about. Uh, this year's team rant, team full bold prediction for the entire season is the Chicago Bears. It's going to start off week one with Andy Dalton throwing up an absolute dud by the Los Angeles Rams. He's going to get sacked about 18 times by Aaron Donald. Um, Realistically, it's 
probably five to six sacks, which is still terrible. Um, Nagy's name is going to get called right off the bat. Cincinnati, they're going to win. They're going to play Andy Dalton again week two. Justin Fields is not going to start yet, even though I think he should start the second drive of the season. But he's still going to start. He's going to win. They're going to beat Cincinnati. They're going to get their first win. Everything's riding high. Andy Dalton's going to start game three and four. And here we are at the turning point. Justin Fields starts because they're going to lose or they're going to beat Detroit. But this, well, excuse me. I'm going to have Justin Fields start against Detroit. What are we watching? Justin Fields. Fields highlights. Gotcha. Keep talking. Justin Fields is going to start taking over against Detroit. They're going to win. This is where things start to change. They already have a two and two record going into week five against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's got, it's going to be a winnable game and they're going to absolutely throw up a dud because Nagy doesn't know what the hell he's going to do in this first five week time frame, You're going to have Allen Robinson show up in some fantasy games. You're going to have uh, David Montgomery show up in some fantasy games, but realistically you're going to have some guys struggle and then you're going to hit green Bay and they're going to lose. They're going to hit Tampa Bay. They're going to lose and Matt Nagy gets fired week seven. It's over. The run is done. Justin Fields <laughs> has taken over at this point, but it is completely bar none the worst offense that Nagy's put together because all he's done is put through burners and try and work things out that way and not use their best targets and Alec Robinson and use David Montgomery and use Justin Fields correctly. Some smart coach is going to finally get in there. They're going to face Tampa Bay Bucks. They're going to lose, but they're going to get some growing pains and win that uh, next game against San Francisco. We're going all the way down to the entire uh the end of the year, we're going to finish off at five and 12 for the Chicago bears. It's not great. It's not going to look good, but I'll tell you for fantasy purposes, we're going to see a Justin Herbert style season out of Justin, Justin Fields. Will he win MVP? No, but he's going to be able to get Allen Robinson, Darnell Mooney and David Montgomery, their own after week seven. You're like I said, it's going to be a little bit of a slow start because Andy Dalton's there, but that's going to finish it off. Nagy gets fired. Andy Dalton's done after week three. And we get a new life in Chicago and hopefully next year in 2020, the Chicago bears will make the playoffs. Is that it? That's what I got, man. That's short for you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I feel like it no. wasn't that. I don't feel like it was that short. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't just for at all. Um, right where we wanted it. So I do have a few in there. Oh yeah. I got them. So yeah, I was writing. Right, so five and 12 week five. five. Take over week, week, week four. four. Um, week four I messed okay. I messed that up a little bit in the beginning. Week four okay. is when Justin Fields takes over, and then it starts to look good. But they're going to lose to Vegas, lose to Green Bay. They're going to fire him before to, uh, or lose to Tampa. They're going to fire him then. I mean, that that's a tough stretch right there. That is a tough stretch. They they actually have a pretty difficult schedule. When I was looking through this, um, it does lighten up a little bit towards the end of the year, but. It doesn't look great. And Nagy will be fired this year. And I'm quite excited about it. So week seven, you said? Yes. After week seven against Tampa, he's going to get fired. Because they're going to want San Francisco game against Trey Lance. Justin Fields versus Trey Lance. They're going to want that to be a statement where there's a new coming in Chicago. And they're not going to want to keep listening to Matt Nagy's, oh, I'm going to call the plays and suck. Well, I want to give up the play calling. So oh, do we think play Matt, call. Matt Nagy is the biggest coach on the hot seat to start the uh, season? I'll tell you what. I'm not sure who else is on the hot seat that I can think of at the top of my head. But he's saving himself using the whole Andy Dalton thing. He's using Andy Dalton oh, to yeah. scapegoat right now. Yep. But Smart. that's why I think I mean, it's just still not going to work. I don't think it's going to work. I mean, yeah, I think they win week two against the Bengals, but I think that at a certain point, the GM. Well, he did it last year, too. He's like, oh, I only have Mr. Trubisky, Nick Foles. Like, well, yeah, you guys could have had fucking Jameis Winston. Like, <laughs> he's done it for so many years where it's like it's it's too late now. I hope I'm so. I think of anybody else that could even be considered on the hot seat. Well, like we got on that level, the- but you're really looking at like Joe Judge, maybe, and he kind of just showed up there. So I think they give him one more season before they really put him on the hot seat. And then like 
Vic Fangio with the Broncos, but he's had a ton of injuries. Like, what are you like? What are you going to blame him for that? I actually think Vic Fangio is a good one because the whole Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater thing. If he screws that up, that's a that's a big nail in the coffin. That's a Um, a big fish. That's really it. I mean, a lot of the the coaches last year that were in the hot seat were all let go. So I mean, that there's a huge plunge right there of uh, new coaches. Like, you can't really fire one person for you know. A half a season when it's their first year so yeah i mean i, mean, I like, hope it's naggy i i really yeah. do but i think um, he's no he's correct I, yeah. I love that. mike mccarthy i guess is a good <laughs> one too he's jerry jones fires coaches like he fires fucking who's the um babysitters panthers head coach again matt rule, matt rule. but he's actually done a fairly decent yeah, job did. with the shit he's had yeah, he's only been there right. one year too like yeah really hasn't had a he's pretty good yet, yeah no no yeah you're right then there's Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, I think could be questionable. Um, just because who is Cincinnati's gonna have OC? to take a big step step. He up. gets a, he gets a big pass from last year because Joe Barrow went down. Right. Like they didn't look good really either, but he still gets a pass. Great. Like if you lose your quarterback, you can make that argument. But then like you see the idiots like Doug Peterson, like to just defend yourself better in your friggin' job interview. Like you suck at this. Oh, that was so bad. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. now. Is it Brady? Um, Joe Brady, I think that's with Matt Rule. Um, yeah, so he's with the Carolina, right? Yeah, I think he's with Carolina. I yeah, have the so coaching spreadsheet loading. They're kind just... of saying by next year, Joe Judge will be replaced, or yeah, um, Brady. Joe with, Brady, yeah, Joe Brady. You mean Joe, a... Joe Brady gets a job, you saying? Yeah, with, with the Bengals. Hmm. That would that's be... just like hearsay, like, oh, like. He should have he should have had a job. You know, I was talking year. to my contacts in the industry. I'll let you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the, the the Panthers contacts. <laughs> yeah. Um. You, you, oh, sorry. Let that slip. Um. <laughs> He's no longer there. <laughs> He's with Vanderbilt. Oh, oh really? I didn't know yeah. that we didn't have our insider anymore. Nah, yeah, we're out. Oh, well, that stinks. Um, yeah, I got a sick gig with Vandy. Now I got to go to Nashville all the time. Oh man, it's so tough. Tough life. That sounds horrible. That's where the whole family is right now. That's why they're not here. But I was six. I was like, I don't really want to go. For real? Yeah. I was supposed to oh, leave on nice. Monday. But I was like, yeah, I really so feel like weird. shit. So fuck that. I'll watch your dog. I'll watch your That's dog. A win-win. Yeah, where is me? Um, do you want to go over the uh, yes. conference shit? All right. Um, do we do Thomas first? Sure. All right. So we're doing our um, AFC, NFC picks and then Super Bowl picks as well. So Tom for the AFC has, has the Titans and the Chiefs are going to be in the AFC championship. Um, it's a fair pick. The, <laughs> and to win it, it's going to be the Chiefs. In the NFC, it's the Redskins and the Bucks. And the Redskins are going to beat the Bucks. And in the Super Bowl, it's Chiefs versus the, the, it's the Redskins. It's the football team. Um, by the by Redskins, I mean football team. It's <laughs> Well, he put Washington. If you don't put the name of the team, I'm not gonna say it right. Like <laughs> it's so hard to. It's like if if you put if you put the Raiders, I'm gonna say Las Vegas. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, so the football team is going to beat the Chiefs, and Fitzmagic will get a ring. A ring. And Tom says, "I suck at these." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would love it to see Fitz get a ring, but with that NFC. I mean, yeah. so as far as Washington goes, though, I, I mean, I, I've already bet Washington to win the Super Bowl as part of my, you know, long term kind of dark horses. I had him at plus fifty five hundred, so I didn't really couldn't really pass that number up. But Washington has a legitimate Super Bowl caliber defense. Like it could be the year that the Broncos won, where they didn't do a ton on offense and their defense absolutely just dominated the whole Super Bowl. Like one of those years that we've seen, like time and time again, where a defense just shows up and takes over. If they can do that, which they have the talent to, they got like six first rounders on their defense presently. So they should be able to, they have, they have a very good shot. Plus you incorporate the fact that Todd Bowles put on paper last year, how to beat Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs. He's, I mean, Mahomes still almost overcame it with some unreal throws and drops that really just cost them. And they address the issues vis-a-vis the O-line and whatnot. But the, the, the recipe is there. The, the blueprint is there to beat the Chiefs. It's just, 
can teams go and execute it and you need talent to execute it. Washington does have that talent. It'll be a question of if it's magic can keep pace with the chiefs defense. The chiefs defense has not been impressive. They haven't done much to address it. It'd be interesting to see what they can do because Pat Mahomes as good as he is. And as good as that offense is, you can't expect them to score 40 a game, even if they do more often than not, it's not an expectation you can have, especially in playoffs and super bowls where you're not figured out, but got more tape on you. So there you go, Tom. I defended your point for you. <laughs> you don't even have the Chiefs there, do you, uh, Corey? No, I don't. No, Dallas, yeah. Chiefs. Go. You're so up. my entire thing with the Chiefs is not that they're not great. It's not that they're not probably going to be a very, very good team. It's just that it's so hard to maintain that level of success in the NFL for year over year over year, right? They might even make the playoffs. I'm just saying I think this is the year they draw – a tough hand in the first round. They have to play the Bills or the Broncos, and either the Bills or the Broncos beat them in the first round and move on, and they play each other in the AFC Championship game where they think the Bills will win. The Bills are, like, right on the cusp of being one of those, like, elite teams, and their defense has been good. Not great, but good. Their offense has been great and getting better. They really need a running back, but they've done well without it, so I'm not going to hurt them too – or not going to beat them up too bad for it. But – I've been predicting the Bills to win a Super Bowl for like the last two years now. I'd like to see this finally be the year. I also think the Broncos are a super dark horse. That defense is coming back worlds better than it was last year. They had multiple COVID opt-outs. Von Miller didn't play last year. I think he was actually an injury, not a COVID, but either, either way, you're returning talent. They drafted well. They should be a force on defense, which we've seen Vic Fangio do for years. It's just have a dominant or a couple of years but we've seen the Broncos as an organization have a dominant defense for the last decade and then just have not game managers, but have quarterbacks and running backs and wide receivers that just go out and don't make mistakes. Don't cost people games. If they can do exactly that, it's the same argument I just made for the, the, the Redskins or sorry, the Washington football team. Like it's, it's very well within, within reach. Then in the NFC, I still love Washington going to the NFC championship game, but they're playing Seattle and I have Seattle beating them. I just think they've been too far removed from a, a deep playoff run in Seattle that they're kind of due. Um, they'll obviously probably end up having to go through Green Bay, but I think they're poised to beat them this year. I think Aaron Rodgers, is as good as he is, is disgruntled. And if you're unhappy while you're playing quarterback in the NFL, you probably tend to not have as much success, whether you're, you're actually fantastic or you're not. So – I think a lot of that will come to fruition if the, especially if the Packers lose a couple of games, I think that they could have some internal issues that see them falling apart as a team chemistry wise that are completely external from the actual talent that's on that roster, which is immense, but long story short bills play the uh, Seahawks in the super bowl and the bills win it beating the Seahawks and Mr. Unlimited bubble water. Russell Wilson goes home crying to Ciara. <laughs> Gets the All right, dumb. so so far we have a Washington football team win and then a Bills win. And um, I'll go. My AFC championship is going to be the Chiefs versus the Colts. Uh, Chiefs, I don't have to say too much about it. I think they're still easily the best team in, in the AFC. Um, I know Bills are there too, but I'm doing Colts because I think Carson Wentz does play it's, it's pretty not full. Like, if he misses week one, sure, it's fine. But I think he stays healthy throughout the season. They have a, a, a pretty good defense, not not a world beat defense, but their line is still one of the best in the league. Um, Jonathan Taylor is, is another year in the NFL. We saw last year how good JT was towards the end of the year, especially in the playoffs. He pretty much brought the uh, Colts, you know, down to the wire because Rivers at that point was just noodle arm. You have Wentz and JT with all those weapons. Hopefully TY is back by then. Um, so I have Colts and Chiefs, but I do have Chiefs beating the Colts. And then for NFC, I have uh, the Buccaneers again, and they're going to face the Rams. I think uh, them getting Stafford and keeping that, that same defense is massive. I think it's a huge uptick for the entire offense. It sucks they lost K- Makers, but I don't think they um I don't think that's gonna be a huge break for them. But I do have the Buccaneers beating them. 
And Chiefs versus Bucks, once again in the Super Bowl, and the same result. Tom Brady wins his eighth ring. And the Bucks go undefeated. You'd love to see season. it. You'd love to see it. I would definitely think that if if Brady wins another one, this would be the last last year for him. But uh, I don't know. Think that, but he's so damn competitive. <laughs> I don't know that he ever hangs him up until he's just like in a wheelchair. Yeah, this is a good. It's a good shot. Um, mine, mine are really boring, and I'll tell you why they're boring because it's the exact same thing as last year, only okay. a different outcome. Um, I think you're absolutely nailed it with the bills um i think that you know this is the time you know that they're going to continue to thrive their defense is pretty good i just think that the chiefs are just way too way too good even better offense than they've ever had before and that's and that's saying something because they're breaking records almost every single year now they had the offensive lineman that made that made the difference uh last year i i have them winning the afc nfc i have the bucks again i just think it is the tom brady effect the entire team's running it back. It's hard to say that, you know, you're going to have anyone or any team bring everyone back under Tom Brady's tutelage and say they're not going to go and get up there again in the NFC. Packers again. Um, I did debate the Seahawks. I think that they are absolutely due, but I think that this is also the swan song for Aaron Rodgers. I think this is his last year, and I think that he's going to want to put it out there. And after he loses to Brady again in, in golf and in uh, on football, he will oh, hang he it up. He beat Brady in golf. Oh, yeah, he, he beat Brady in golf? Well, yeah, I guess yeah, that's, that's the only place won. he's going to beat him then. Yeah. Um, so he, he's going he's gonna to hang it up. Uh, Packers make it, but this is it. And then the Chiefs, like I said, uh, Chiefs first box. It's going to be my Super Bowl. Same, same repeat. Um, but while the Chiefs defense has gotten a little bit worse, it didn't seem um, that that much, you know, matters in their GM construction of the team that they just wanted to keep going offense. Um, I can't, I can't see a better offensive team in the league right now than the chiefs. Uh, while the bucks have some really good defensive players that had the number one defense last year, I think that injuries can wear that down at some time. And I don't know how much that's really going to change, um, you know, from last year to this year. And I just really think it's the Chiefs' year uh, upcoming, and you know we will see another year of Brady. I needed to find a way that Brady lost and <laughs> come back in another year. That's fun. Could you uh, imagine? So last year he beats Breeze, Breeze retires. This year he beats Rogers, Rogers retires. He's gonna start beating these guys to, just to get so much. And then year year three, Fitz Magic faces him. <laughs> he beats up. He retires. Like he's just going to make the entire league retire. It's Tom, 50... Randy Orton, the Legend Killer, Brady. Brady, yes. Th- Thomas Ed- Thomas Edward uh, Brady. Doesn't he have another middle name? Edward well, Michael. He would have Probably. two middle names. But all right, so we we have a football team championship, a Bills, the Chiefs, and a Bucks. Edward Patrick Brady. Edward Patrick. Yeah. Yep. Right. We actually all have something different. That's good. um, But I have the right one. So (laughs) I was just going to say that, but I'm right. I think me and Craig have the right one. Like it's, it's gotta be those two teams. I hope honestly, like for the league, I, I want to (laughs) repeat. Well, so, so also though, to your point for the league, they're not going to allow the same two teams in the Super Bowl every year. They don't want it. Nobody wants to see that. Like, it's gonna happen. There really and if you're going, change. if you're going with the NFL is rigged kind of vibe, which I it's my favorite vibe to go for. Oh, they're not. Yeah. Uh, Dows, do you want to do the um, book burner segment? Yeah, uh, quick mini burner segment. We don't have the burners with us, but I figured it was good to get this out there. Hit the free money on DraftKings. The no brainer picks. If you don't have a DraftKings account, sign up for it. They'll immediately hit you in the promos for the no brainer picks. They are literal no-brainers. You can bet $25.17 as your max bet for Tampa Bay versus Dallas in week one, and they're giving you 73 points uh, for the spread for, for Tampa. So as long as Tampa doesn't lose by 74, you win. That's that's free money. That's, that's money found. So I bet the 25-17, I think the payout's like 45 bucks. Pretty good, pretty good little day. Um, the other one is University of Georgia versus Clemson. And the exact wording on it is a little confusing, but essentially you're betting Georgia to beat Clemson 
with the points and every 2,500 people that sign up hammers the point spread in your favor. So please go sign up. It's only going to help everybody else that's already bet it. It's going to help you to go bet it and you're going to make some money. I think, uh, I don't remember what the max bet is. I guess I could just look it up. Um, Cause I obviously bet the max bet. Uh, yeah, it was like 25 think- bucks, something like that. I was gonna say you may think that that's not real if you aren't used to betting, but right. DraftKings is literally saying, and there's a column. It was I, I wasn't even I, I don't bet that much, but there's a column. It says no brainer bets. They're just giving you five dollars to pay to pay fifty UGA versus Clemson to cover the hammer the over total points. All bets settled on the finalized promotional points total that was lowered by 0.5 point for every twenty five hundred promo better. So every twenty five hundred people that bet this drop by half a point so you're in great shape i mean there's no way you're gonna lose because DraftKings has like i don't even know a billion people that use it on a daily day uh day-by-day basis <laughs> or it's just me yeah, one billion times no, it's hard to say they did that last year too it was week one it was like oh if chiefs as long as chiefs don't lose by 65 points then you win yeah what 25 bucks you put in 25 I was like, uh, yeah. and that, and then that helped me bet the entire season. So I was like, all right, I, I won that. Here's a free money, right? Two bucks, especially year, yeah, especially if you like, if you boom. don't bet much. Like, if you're one of these people that you just want to you want to bet once, okay, cool. Bank fifty bucks off these two bets, especially week one too. It's like that's where you can yeah. win a lot because yep. teams don't know shit yet. I'll use oh, yeah. that. I'll use that to cover my. Uh, futures bet for the Patriots. Yeah, exactly. You can cover fifty <laughs> bucks on your bet for the futures and like. I mean, even if you don't bet, cash it out. You just put it right back in your account. That's what DraftKings hope you, hopes you don't do. But, mm-hmm. you know, if you do it, then go fill up your tank. Boom. Go get half a tank. Fill up your tank. You don't have to claim it on your tax returns. Don't worry. It's only if you're like win like 900 bucks or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or just don't, don't report it. Yeah. Well, I think All that's right. going to do it, right? We have nothing else to go for, right? Top Shelf yes. Fantasy Tax Evasion Podcast. <laughs> yeah, Craig, if you, if you want to take us out. Yeah, sure. I can go ahead and do that. Um, I think this was a pretty fun one. Um, go ahead and uh, give us a follow at Top Shelf FNTSY on Twitter, Instagram. Facebook is Top Shelf Fantasy. Our website is topshelffantasy.com. Uh, that's new. That's lovely. It's got all the, the bells and whistles that we wanted to put in. Stay with us all season long. We have everything that's going to be coming up to you starting week one. Can't wait for a power hour podcast should be coming up before that, but we will have everything geared up and ready to go for the NFL season. That's it. Stay fluid. Stay loose.